This podcast uses profanity and topics may be disturbing for some listeners. Listen at your own risk. Welcome to Hell on Heels podcast. I'm Bryce. I'm Amanda. And hello. Hi. Hi, I have a message from my dad. Mm-hmm. He says, go Chiefs. I have a message for your dad. Okay. I say, hey, dad, she is um, flipping herself off in the camera. But I think that's for you. (laughs) Yes. I'm not doing this. this. Well, I mean, you can see it in the camera. Mm -hmm. Dad, she is flipping your grandchildren off in the camera. (laughs) (laughs) Just okay. It'll make them stronger. Did you hear that laugh, dad? I didn't do it this time. I'm just here. (laughs) I am collateral damage. He started it. Look, I literally called him before we we jumped on and I said, is there any messages I need to give to Amanda before we record? And he said, not right now, at least not podcast related, but go Chiefs. You know what? I'm not medicated enough for this. I can't help you. I'm sorry. Mm. In case you guys are wondering, the episode that just released was the one that we recorded on Super Bowl Sunday Mm -hmm. and Amanda's team lost. Yeah, well. They lost. Neither of them were my team, but the team I wanted to win did not win. Either way, the team she was rooting for lost. Yes. So, anyways, uh, how are you as you take a bite of food? (laughs) Um, let's see. I'm going to try to not to be too graphic, but uh, you know exactly how I am. You know all the graphics. Uh, yeah, I get the graphic details, guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but basically I had my first, um, well, actually, it is my first ever surgery. Uh, and it was ulcerative colitis's fault. So we're here. We're, um, we're on pain medicine. And we're out of work for the week. So this is, this is the longest I've been out of bed today. You're welcome. You're welcome. (laughs) You are all welcome. I gave you a reason to get out of bed. That and the screaming children. I felt like James might have needed some help when they got home from daycare. So he's fine. He really, he really tried not to wake me up and get me out of bed. But, and he didn't, to be fair. The baby did. Well, Lee's just kind of rude, isn't he? He really was tonight, but then he pooped and now he's asleep. So I guess he was just having a bad day. He was like, look, my stomach hurts. My colon hurts. Yeah. Let me just finish up for the night. Clear my system. Go to bed. And and look at him. He's over there snoring now. He's snoring his- so hard. Yeah, his arms are above his head. He's snoring. so. There's the ears. Uh-huh. Buck wants food. He's snoring so hard. Every now and then he'll rock himself in the rocker. So it's- <laughs> it still works, you know? Yeah fine he's good that's what matters i have a pacing dog behind me but i don't know why she's pacing oh so my dog just wants food so every now and then um ears will pop up in the background yeah well look if i had food over here the ears would pop up from the side followed (laughs) by the rest of the face (laughs) i'm rethinking this computer position Mm Mm-hmm. Too close to the couch. <clears throat> yeah, way too close to the couch. I sent you a whole <laughs> ass video about it, too. Oh, I did see that video. And your desk, you apologize for your desk being dirty. 
But girl, that ain't nothing. It. I don't necessarily. I guess I dirty was the wrong word. I should have said um, crowded, cluttered. Okay, I can see. Okay, I can see that. But still, mine is. I don't sit here often. Listen, I sit here all day at, for work. Mm-hmm. But then, and I think that's what it is. That's why it feels so for me so clustered, or cluttered, clustered. <laughs> um. Anyways, it's just because for me. I've got two computers, three fucking monitors, or I'm sorry, three freaking monitors, (laughs) and it's just a lot. Two keyboards, two mice, uh, there's even two laptops, you know, it's just, it's a lot. So. I may or may not have brought home a third monitor for me and James, so I brought home two monitors from work, because they were just going to throw them out, and they were like, y'all want them? Like, I mean, yeah, take take a monitor. Yeah, but, but they're the you ones also... that you can turn, so they're like long ways. Oh, uh-huh. I can't wait to read my notes off of that. You're gonna be like, it's not seven pages long because it's only sitting on one page now. Exactly. Yeah. It's not seven pages, it's one screen. It is one whole screen. It's amazing. I love it. I just have to get the power cables for them and then we yeah. can use them. Technically, mine does that too as I turn it, but I don't like it that way. Shouldn't have touched it. Um, but that's only because <laughs> I only have one monitor for my home computer. Mm-hmm. So I have almost three. Maybe three soon. Yeah. Right, it's probably gonna it's gonna get real cluttered up in here. <laughs> it's here, okay. Like I said though, it's it wouldn't be as bad, even with just the three monitors, but it's the fact that I've got the two keyboards, two mice, I've got the two laptops. Um, and because, you know, I had pens on my personal desk and pens on my work desk, and I have two things of pens I've got to go through. I have those diamond pens, too. These ones that suck? Yes. They are horrible, but they're so they're, cute. They are. I'll give it to them. They're very cute. Mm-hmm. They suck. <laughs> I have glitter ones, too. Ooh. Hold on. The glitter moves. <gasps> yeah, I would get no work done. Yeah, they uh, they also suck. Ah, okay. Well, yeah. why don't you just change the ink? Because the ink sucks. Should change it? Can you just change it? It's just like, they they just suck. Oh, okay. With mine, I took a pen that I liked, and I just took the ink and the the point out of it and put it in those. No, it doesn't seem to work on these ones. But they're also not comfortable to write with because like this is all metal. Oh, all I see. Straight. Okay. So this has been pins with Bryce and Amanda. Uh Uh-huh. This has been a pin. Oh, oh, it's our opinions. On Um, pins. On pins. Yeah. Did I say it like that? (laughs) Yeah. It's our opinions. Damn. Okay. Well, (laughs) that's fine. Um, (laughs) Anyways, any other updates for you? Um, Oh, yeah. Oh. Oh, I have a lot of updates. Okay, let's just get this out of the way really quick. So, Monday and Tuesday, they were both very eventful. Monday, I got into a car accident. Uh, Somebody rear-ended me on the way to the doctor. And then I got to the doctor, and they were like, surprise, we're going to put you in surgery tomorrow. I was like, okay. And then Tuesday, before I had surgery, I got my teeth cleaned. Okay. Yeah. Do your teeth feel clean? They feel great. I have to get some fillings on some not cavities, on some soon-to-be cavities. 
It's like filling or cavity. But I was like, the the dentist come in and he was like, all right, so are we going to do these all at the same time? Because like one side of my mouth, I can wait until six months if I want to. And I'm like, um, we can do them all at the same time. That's fine. Can we do that next week? Because I got to go into surgery in like two hours. And he was like, oh, yeah, that's fine. He's like, why are Sorry. you here? Because the, the surgeon said I could do both. Fine. That was like he was like, "Do I have any questions?" Because also, since I got rear-ended, um, I was late to my doctor's appointment, so it was like five thirty when the surgeon, the my doctor went and got the surgeon, and he was like, "Yeah, you need surgery," and I was like, <laughs> "I figured." Um, and he was like, "Do I? Do you have any questions for me?" And I was like, "Yeah, I'm supposed to get my teeth cleaned tomorrow. Can I still do that?" And he's like, "I mean." don't eat or drink anything and you should be fine cool okay i mean technically after you get your teeth cleaned you're not supposed to eat or drink anything for 30 minutes exactly and i definitely did not so they stayed extra clean Mm -hmm. yeah gotcha because i still didn't eat anything yesterday i had a milkshake i mean that's fair i was pretty nauseous so yeah that's been my week How's your? Oh, it's Wednesday, by the way. <laughs> oh yeah, we were supposed to record on uh, Monday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, look, my week's so far not been <laughs> anything like yours. I had Monday off, which I know you did too. Um, let's think. I had Monday off, so I gotta just chillax. Um, let me think. What else? Oh, I had a doctor's appointment on Tuesday. Okay. For El Bebes. How did that go? Um, she called me fat. Oh. She did not call me fat. She <laughs> Okay. She um she's started measuring my stomach. Uh-huh. Which this is the first time she's done it. Um, and she said, Oh, okay, well, an average singleton pregnancy at this point, their stomach normally measures 20 centimeters. Mm-hmm. I was measuring 27. Which, okay, that's great. I've got two of them in there. Yeah, I was gonna say that doesn't that doesn't seem to be helpful to you at all, considering you're not a single pregnant. Yeah, no. You are a double pregnant. You're yeah, extra so pregnant. She essentially said, I'm on track. We're doing good. Um, okay. Listen to baby's heartbeats. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that we have like an at-home Doppler, so we can find the heartbeats and be like, where are you guys? Um, <laughs> but hers is better. So I like it listening on hers, you know? Yeah. Um, let me think. What else? I was supposed to have an appointment tomorrow, my anatomy scan, so that we could get genders. That's right. You told me that was coming up, but you said supposed to. What does that mean? They called me today, like mm-hmm. 4.30 or something. And they're like, "Um, we made a boo-boo. Oh, no. And I said, what type of boo-boo? <laughs> and they're like, well, we scheduled you for one of the slots that's for a single singleton, not a twin pregnancy. Oh. So that's rescheduled for Friday. Well, shit. However, I'm pretty sure we already know the genders. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fine. Well, we weren't expecting to get those results on a um. Mill, cover your ears. You didn't hear this, okay? <laughs> Dad, don't let Camille hear this. I don't want to get in trouble. But we were supposed to. I mean, we did a genetic test for whatever the doctor told us to do, mm-hmm. and that came back with the results that we weren't expecting. So, uh-huh. if those are at, the doctor, when I talked to her on Tuesday, she's like, "Yeah, those are pretty accurate." I said, okay, cool. I'm going to let the 
ultrasound tech break Camille's heart. I'm not doing it. <laughs> so here we are. Um, and what just else? so y'all know, I know, and you yeah, don't. you guys don't know. Sorry, <laughs> suckers. Okay, I had to gloat. I'm done. Yeah, <laughs> she's known for a while because I told mm -hmm. her she was wrong with my hints that I gave her, mm -hmm. but mostly because I didn't really give her hints. Yeah, your hints sucked. I didn't really give you hints. I was just asking hypotheticals, mm -hmm. and then you just took the last hypothetical and were like, "It's this one," and I was like, "No." Yeah, you did that on purpose. Well, I did that just to throw you off, and it worked. <laughs> it worked. Um, let's see. What else have we done? Oh, we gave the little rat Maisie a bath today. Mm. Cody doesn't think I'm super funny because when she gets baths, she sure acts like she's being waterboarded, and <laughs> she's she's got the appropriate look for the uh, Sarah McLaughlin song. Of the yes. Yeah, no, she's got that look. So I sang that the entire time of her bath. <laughs> just that one line i think you're funny i thought it was funny cody was like please shut up i even played the song on my phone <laughs> so so was he like please shut up or was he like please sing literally any other piece of that song he was like please stop playing this song <laughs> no so um what else what else do i have i feel like oh because we were supposed to do that was pretty talented buck uh, Amanda's good. feeding him French fries. I don't want any more, so now he can have them. Gotcha. But essentially, so Thursday was when we were supposed to do gender mm -hmm. uh, or the ultrasound. So we were supposed to go Thursday, like three thirty in the afternoon, and then right after that, Cody and I would have gone to his mom's house for dinner, and right. his nieces really wanted us to do do like a gender reveal. I don't really care. Like, oh, so y'all can't do that now. Well, it'll be different. Not that night, I guess. Yeah. So what are y'all uh, planning? So first of all, we weren't going to do anything big. It was like going to be for the girls, the nieces. Mm -hmm. And so basically what I was like, well, we can figure this out pretty cheap and easy. And I don't have to stress about like cupcakes or something stupid like that. Uh, now that it's stupid, but it was stupid amount of time to try to get cupcakes organized after right the, yeah y'all would have been just running so instead i was like well let's just get a couple bags and then we will get <clears throat> if it's a boy if there's like if it's a boy on baby a we'll put hot wheels in it or if it's a girl we'll do like these little poly pocket barbie things okay i like and it. that's how they can figure out so one bag will be baby a the other bag will be baby b and i thought Is this still the plan yeah, because I okay. uh, already bought these stuff because I potentially already know what they are. So, Dad, don't let Camille listen to this. I'm going to get in trouble, okay? <laughs> <clears throat> also, because I know Camille really, I know she really, really wants a specific gender. Um, I did order her something. I'm going to show Amanda. The rest of you are screwed. Um. But this is so that she can wear it and have her anti-pride. Hold on. I'm going to show you because it's probably the cutest thing. But I have to pull it up. I'm very impatiently waiting. It's not loading. So in my defense, I'm trying. There it goes. Oh, wait. Do you see the detail? Yeah. 
Yes. I get it. I love it. Is that feet print in the bee? Yeah. Footprint? Oh, I love it. So, anyways. So, I've already bought her that. She is. um, Unless they go, by the way, at the uh, ultrasound, one of the genders was wrong. (laughs) Which, in that case, she'll be thrilled. But my point is, is that, um, yeah, it's been a week for us, too. So, now we're upset because we have to wait another day to see babies. I really miss Sorry. the um, IVF doctor doing it weekly for me. <laughs> he really set you up for... It was a he, right? Well, technically his nurse practitioners did, but... Okay. Well, they really set you up for disappointment with that. I know. I was really enjoying that because I was going in more often because there's two of them. Right. Because a lot of patients only go in like two, maybe three times. I probably went in five. Oh. I was like, give me pictures. I guess one. Two, three, four. I went in four times. Yeah. Yeah, they spoiled you. And that was just before 10 weeks, guys. Oh, my gosh. So I have not had an ultrasound since then, and it's really killing me. So you really, like, you pretty much watched them go from zygote to baby. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And now their pictures are up on my wall over here. I need to actually put them away so that they're protected. Um, but yeah, so that's where we're at. Oh, there was one thing I was going to ask you about. Okay. Do you like key lime pie? I freaking love key lime pie. Okay. If you were at a store, this is a hypothetical. If you're at a store walking around and you're like, oh, look, an orange soda looks good. But then you look up and they have a key lime pie or a key lime soda. Wouldn't you think that would be delicious? Absolutely. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't? What kind of soda was it? The brand was Stu. I still have some. I could show you. I'll show you later. But what I'm going to do, see if it makes it a little better, pour it on vanilla ice cream. Oh, that's a good idea. That was my mom's idea. Oh, that is. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, that'll be good, I think. So, anyways, I just needed your input on that. Um, I think other than that, uh, that's all I've got. Leave me alone. Do you have uh, anything else? Any other updates? Uh, no, I think I've already complained about everything. Um, We also complained before we started, but that was for different mm-hmm. reasons. Yeah. Those are secret complaints that y'all don't get to hear about. That's just because we don't talk anything political while we're on the podcast. So those right. were our complaints. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, you know what? There was a text I sent you from my dad that I should have informed. Like, you've already, you already know about it. But for our listeners, my dad was a little, a little, um, I don't want to call oh, him mean, but he was That's direct. Yeah, yeah, he was a little direct. And this is what yeah. he sent a text of. He said, so after listening to your podcast, it is clear Amanda is always wrong. Uh, Kansas City wins and Rome is in fact a city in Italy. On the flip side, the Vatican is also in Italy, but it is considered independent and governed by the Pope. Why my dad threw that in, I don't know. Yeah, I don't remember talking about the Vatican. We didn't. I talked about the, I mentioned the Pope, I think, at one point, but I do not remember talking about the Vatican. I don't remember. Maybe he just was like, look how smart I am. And I was like, yeah, we, we knew about the Vatican, dad. Okay. Yeah. Everybody knows Amanda- about the Vatican. We don't have a choice. 
I thought everybody knew about Rome, too, so. I mean, I did, just not in that moment. Oh, okay. Because it wasn't built in a day. Yeah, but it was built in Italy. It was absolutely built in Italy, <laughs> just not in one day. So, uh, and then, was there anything else that he said? Uh, no, no, nothing else. So, in case you guys are wondering, my dad also went Amanda and probably shook his head. Look, I've been... No, it's only today I'm medicated, so I can't really use that as an excuse, I guess. No, I've been can't. using my medical marijuana, so I guess I could blame that. I also I just know. figured out why, why this cat likes the spot. Is it warm? Yeah, the PlayStation's right here, and it's emitting heat. Ah. Uh, so. So it's her heated blanket. It's like a heater directly on her. Okay. Maybe I need to tell Cody that's emitting heat, but. Anyway. like a very cat thing. <laughs> yeah, she's kind of a little jerk. I think My she runs. Are you ready to uh, talk about some socials? Yeah, let's get social. Okay, well, go ahead, get social. Okay. Me? I Yeah, go for it. <laughs> okay. I'm just kidding. I won't make okay, you do cool. it. Okay, cool. Thank God. <laughs> The panic on Amanda's face, guys. I was going to wing it. I wing it every time. But we do have uh, Instagram, Facebook, Hell on Heels Podcast, X, Hell on Heels Pod. We have our link tree. If you want to Google Hell on Heels Podcast link tree, that'll pop right up. That has links to all the things. We also have our email, Podcast at gmail.com. So if you have any words of encouragement, suggestions, whatever it is, you can email us there. Um, we have our Patreon, so if you like to have early access to episodes, Patreon is up and going. And I think that's it now. Well, other than that, guys, if you enjoy listening, be sure to tell your friends so that we can continue growing and continue releasing episodes for you. Now I'm done. Okay. Please and thank you. Okay. Let them know. Um, all right. Um... <laughs> Have you looked at pictures or what the pictures are labeled yet? No. And judging by your face, I'm not going to like this, Emma. Uh-uh. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I really hope you guys enjoyed your break. Because what I'm bringing back. Do? I'm bringing back something I know you guys hate. It's a love-hate relationship. Uh, and I, I'm sure you guys thought I forgot. about. The dreaded website. Damn it, Bryce. I'm sorry. In my defense, you guys had a very nice long break. The last case that I covered from there was Brandon Lawson. That was episode 107. And we are on 123. Okay. That's a pretty long break. And Not that released. Enough. Well, that episode also released in November. So <sighs> our listeners basically had a three month break. You're welcome. It's also not the worst case from that entire list. There's worse. I'll have to trust you on that, but okay. Uh-huh. Anyway, so that's where I got my story from. So here we Yay. are. Have you heard of the case of Katarzyna uh, Zadawa? Nope, Zawada. Zawada, I'm sorry. I don't think so. It doesn't ring a bell. Okay, well, Katarzyna, she was born on June 1st, 1975. She was born in, I'm probably going to say this wrong, I'm sorry, I'm not Polish, but it's Krakow, Poland? 
Now, according to her friends, she was very nice. Some described her as having a fragile soul. She was not particularly social, but she did prefer to like kind of keep to herself. Like she had her friends. She didn't really like to go out and party or anything like that. Now, after the death of her father in 1996, she was described as particularly particularly sad and withdrawn. She would suffer from depression after the death of her father. I couldn't find anything to suggest she struggled with it prior to his death. But she had, after all, been described as being very close with her father and his death was very sudden. And she did struggle with the loss. One source stated that she was there in the tragic sudden loss of her father. It was like a hiking accident, according to only one source that I could find. So if that one source is true, it's just trauma on top of trauma. Yes. Yep. And she actually struggled so much that she did begin seeing a psychiatrist for treatment of her severe depression. Okay. Good on her. Yeah. So she's getting help. Um, And it might be her mother that pushed her to do that. Um, Some reports said her mother was also like a psychiatrist or in psychology somehow. So her mother may have pushed her to, to get that help. So she understood the um, importance of yes. mental health. Yes. Okay. And what year was this? Uh, that her father passed, 1996. Yes. So even then, that's still like mm-hmm. new, I guess. Yeah. I don't, it's... Not easy. It's by no yeah. means easy. Mm-hmm. So she would begin attending. Oh, God, I forgot to Google the university name. Um, Jagalonian? I said that completely wrong. Okay. I'm sorry. It is a university in Poland. So after high school or secondary, whatever school it is that you guys, I don't know what it's called in Poland. We call it high school. She would go to university. She would initially start as a psych- psychology major. She would, however, change her field of study on two different occasions. So she went from psychology to history from history to religious studies. And that's where she landed was religious studies. I don't think I would go into any of those, but okay. No. Except psychology. That sounds I fun. Might, but you know what? I might do history. I would absolutely not do history. Well, we do a lot of reading and historical reading now. Yeah, but not on, I don't know. Like the history in school just does not interest me. Yeah, well, we'll see. Oh, Okay. We'll see when the children get to high school and stuff if I still like history or if I'm like, no one needs that knowledge of what <laughs> happened to uh, that n- short man, Napoleon. No one needs that. Okay. No. Now give me the psychology behind it. Let's talk. But... Maybe. Yeah. yeah. So anyways, now in October of 1998, she's 23 years old. She would begin attending her classes less and less to the point where she just stopped going altogether. Okay. It's not clear why she stopped attending classes, but most speculate that it had to do with her severe depression. Hmm. On November 12th, 1998, Katarzyna was set to meet her mother at the psychiatric clinic where she was being treated for depression in Noah Huta. Sorry if I said that wrong. Noah Huta. You know what? Polish words don't mix up here. Okay. So she had an appointment set for 6 p.m. And she would not ever make it to the appointment. Now, her mother was very concerned. Like I said, her mother was meeting her there. Like, her mom was like, I'll go for support or whatever it was. And 
So her mother starts getting concerned when she doesn't show up. She stated it was out of character for Katarzyna to miss an appointment. And it was certainly out of character for her to leave her mother waiting for her at the clinic. Like she knew her mom was there. So for her to not call and be like, mom, I'm sorry, I just can't make it or whatever it is. Or, and I get that it's not cell phones, but for her to not make an attempt or anything um, was definitely a red flag. So her mother would attempt to file a missing persons report at the local police station. Unfortunately, the police would advise her mother to wait for 24 hours. Hate hearing that in stories. She'll turn up. She's a runaway. She doesn't want to be contacted. She's an adult. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, after 24 hours have passed, her mother would then go back and file the missing persons report and wait. There was just no sign of Ketergina after that. For months, it had appeared, it appeared as if Ketergina had just disappeared into thin air. She had not contacted friends, not any family. She'd not been seen at university. Nothing. There was no sign of her. Until January 6th, 1999, nearly two months after her disappearance, there was a discovery. The crew of the Pusher Tug, which is named Elk, was sailing the Vistula River. And they would find something stuck in the boat's propeller. Oh, no. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, it gets worse. Initially, they assumed it was a tree limb or a tire or something that was common for it to get tied up in the propeller. Um, And they're like, oh, it'll only take a couple of minutes to pull this out. No big deal. And so they open the latch to the propeller. And when they do, they're hit with what was described as a putrid smell. And this was something that none of the crew was familiar with. They didn't know what it was. And the crew would describe finding a strange rubber band-like material that had wrapped all the way around the propeller. And they described it as the thick, weird, rubbery type of material. They didn't know what it was. So they remove it. Now, no one on the crew could initially identify the material. So they kind of start tugging at the material, looking at it. Then one of the crew members would notice a human-like ear that was part of the material. Oh, my God. That's when they would realize they were actually looking at human skin. How, Bryce. So crew would contact police for further investigation. They're like, this, there's an ear, there's something, we don't know what to do. Oh my god, these poor men were handling it. Uh-huh. <sighs> so police, they would go out, they would discover fragments of her body during the initial investigation. Nothing significant, small fragments. And the skin. Police would send what they had to be tested, and DNA would come back and determine that this was Ketrazine. Katarzyna. And just days later, on January 14th, her right leg would be recovered from the river as well. So wait, this was, what they got from the boat stuck in the propeller was only skin? Basically, yeah. I'm going to vomit. Okay. Now, initially, it thought that her body had been destroyed by the boat's propeller. Unfortunately, that's not the case at all. So after police examined the evidence, they had professionals that were able to determine that her skin had been deliberately removed from the torso and limbs. Okay. Many sources indicated that 
her skinning happened while she was still alive. Evidence indicated that her head and limbs were cut off and that her skin was prepared in a way to create a bodysuit. One that appeared as if it could be worn by a person. I have no word. So I did include a picture there. I did not include the actual picture of the, the her skin. The picture I did include is a diagram of what was found. And the pink marks on that picture are essentially where the cuts were. Ew. Now, it is believed the person who had done this did, in fact, wear her skin at some Ew. point. Experts would also determine that her skin had been in the Vistula River for a few weeks when it was recovered. Do we? Is this solved? I'll get to it. Son of a bitch. Okay. I'll get to it. Uh. Okay. Now, police, they have a murder case on their hands but they have very little leads or information or literally anything they don't have anything except for skin with a little bit of what i understood to be her torso and then her right leg but they do not have arms left leg or her head uh, I. Okay. How, I, I don't know if I'm going to want to know the answer to this. How do they know that she was skinned alive? Experts. Do, uh, they so did not was, go into detail about how they could tell. Uh -huh. They did believe she was skinned alive. So they believe that she was uh, skinned alive, then decapitated and had her limbs cut off. Essentially, that's how I understand it. Yeah. <sighs> okay. So they have their murder case. Now, during the initial investigation, police would search the Vistula River. And aside from her right leg being recovered, the only other evidence found was a piece was pieces of clothing. What police did believe is that Katarzyna had been drugged, beaten, and tortured for weeks before her death. Now, part of this is because they had indications on her right leg, which was recovered, that showed evidence she had been tied to something. Um. Evidence also shown that evidence also showed that after having been beaten and skinned alive, her organs were likely ripped out of her body while she was still alive. What is wrong with this person? Like, what is? Yeah, the links um, and this. I mean, if this if this is happening to her, this she cannot be the first. I refuse to believe she's the first that this person did this to. Um. Well, we'll we'll talk. Will you chill? No, I can't. Okay. You chill. You chill. Amanda's so <sighs> triggered because of this website. She really wishes I never found it. I need. I'm. I'm about to go get my medicine. I can't be sober for this. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> but we're going to go ahead and go on. Ugh, okay. So what they also found was that whoever did remove her skin used extreme precision. So they could see that it was very precise how it was removed. 
They found that what they had of her body was covered in stab wounds, lacerations, and chop wounds. Now, just to clarify, they again, they didn't find much in remains. They have never recovered her head, her arms, or her left leg. It is also unclear, at least to me, it was pretty unclear how much of her torso was discovered, but it seemed like not a lot. Where is she? Now, police would eventually begin referring to this case as Leather, in reference to Leatherface in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Okay, that feels... Like, I know police have, like, you know, code names or nicknames for their cases. That one feels heartless. Um, I can't help you. Now, even with all of this information, police, they just didn't have any evidence to suggest who had done this. Or at least not enough to confirm who had done this. They had people of interest, but nobody that they could actually pinpoint as they did this. And they had no evidence against that person or those people. This does feel like a really frustrating case. Oh, I can only imagine. Oh. Now, in May of 1999, the first suspect would arise. First official suspect. A forensic medicine unit in Krakow had received the corpse of a man. And this corpse had a severed and scalped head. For the victim, it turned out that his own son, Vladimir W., had committed this very heinous act against his own father. Vladimir had been seen in a mask made from the skin that he had pulled from his own father's head. Okay, stop it. He was arrested. Now, investiga investigators did not believe it could be pure coincidence that Ka uh, Katarzyna was skinned and her skin used as a suit. And now this man is using his own father's skin as a mask. And they called this a skin fetish. Ew. Which is very rare. Thank, Thank God. Uh, at least very rare, according to them. So they, they follow this lead. But they do find no evidence to support that Vladimir was involved in any death other than his father's. So that, that line ends there. Now, Vladimir, he was sentenced to 25 years in prison. That's all for wearing his dad's face? His dad's scalp. Skull, scalp? Yeah. Skull, I'm sorry. Yeah, scalp. Ew. Interestingly S enough, after several years, he was transferred to a prison in Russia. But this mm -hmm. was at his own request. Uh, see, it's just strange to me that we listen to prisoners' requests. I don't care where you want to be in prison whatever it's yeah let the victims request. decide where they should well in hell yeah now <sighs> at this point police they've lost their only su potential suspect like they're back at zero they have nothing and due to the lack of evidence in 2000 the case would go cold most sources stated the case was dropped but police would continue investigating if there were credible leads that sounds like a cold case to you right yeah that's what it sounds like to I me Maybe I think it's that just was... differences in, like, what we call it with the countries. I was going to say, I think it's probably a translation thing. Okay, yeah. You know. Yeah. So, at, as time goes on, there's just no answers. But 
there are advancements in technology. Oh, okay. And oh, in, that's right. Yeah. Did you know technology gets smarter as years go on? Way faster than I do. Yeah. 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 yeah for sure. So. In 2012, due to the, for the advances in forensic research, uh, the prosecutor's office and investigators would actually reopen her case. This was assigned to a, a team of police that they called from the X-Files. This is like their cold case <laughs> unit. Okay. Now, these investigators, they would exhume her body and perform additional autopsy and whatever they could on her remains. Experts from the 3D Expertise Laboratory in Warclaw Medical University, they would step in and they created a model of the injuries on Ketrazina. They would conclude that whoever attacked her would use a sharp tool on her neck, armpit, and groin. And they believe... Is this where they... Sorry, go ahead. No, ask your question. I was going to ask if that's like where they think they sh the person started cutting. Um, they don't necessarily explain that. They just mm -hmm. said it was neck, armpit, and groin. But they believe these were meant to inflict pain on her. Oh, okay. And they also believe these injuries would cause her to bleed out. And they would rule her official cause of death to be blood loss. I'm just like, I'm just sitting here holding my armpits because I've never thought, I've never considered that, but I bet that does really hurt. Like uh -huh. anytime you move your arm. Uh-huh. Oh. What a sick bastard. Yes. Yep. Now, police did know about the lacerations early on, right? They they knew that something very, obviously something very terrible had happened. This was just providing a clearer picture for them, right? They also were able to determine that she would have likely died between December 7th to the 14th in 1998. And she was found in January? January, yeah. But they did say that her remains that were recovered had likely been there for a few weeks. And that she was likely held captive for a while, too. She went missing in November. Okay. Oh missing gosh. in November. Um, passed away early to mid-December. Discovered. Remains discovered early January. Oh, my God. This poor girl. Mm -hmm. So this... This information does shed some light on her attack. It just still doesn't provide any enough or any evidence. Any enough. It doesn't provide any enough. I, um, I know what you meant. It makes perfect sense to yeah. me. So it sheds light on her attack. It just doesn't provide enough or any evidence that are leading police to an arrest. Right? right. Like they okay. have suspects. They have, I should say, they have persons of interest, but they mm -hmm. don't have anything else. Right. They can't get, they probably. Can't get warrants. They're kind of at a standstill. Yeah, they can't mm -hmm. get warrants. They can't, like you said, pinpoint anybody. So they're they're still slowly getting information and still just not what they need. Mm-hmm. Oh. Okay. Um. So in 2014, an FBI representative for Europe would create a psychological profile on the suspect. 
They would point out the sadistic tendencies that this person would have. They stated that the killer was, this is the quote, was a sadist enjoying the harassment of women. And they did believe that the killer would likely have prior convictions. Okay, well, I could have told you all that. Well, they're just, they're creating their profile. But they don't, I mean, I guess they don't have much to go on either. Right. Because I really do, I love, I think criminal profiling is ridiculously interesting. It really is. I don't understand how they do it and how they connect those dots. But boy, I don't either. Yeah, it's like they can look at something and be like, oh, he cut her hair. He has mommy issues. And I'm like, how do you do that? He licked her left cheek. He has girlfriend issues. I don't know. You know, like weird. Yeah, Yeah, they do, though. They pick up on the weirdest stuff. And it's just like, oh, this means this without a doubt. He lives with his mother and he doesn't have any friends. And I'm just like, how do you know that? Because she's dressed in heels. I don't get it. But yeah, I don't I don't know. In 2016, investigators would consult with the University of Coimbra, uh, Coimbra Professor Duarte Nuno Vieira. I'm sorry, his name is Portuguese. I struggled. So he is a Portuguese specialist in forensics, and he's a UN expert in the field of signs of torture on the human body. I don't want to make him mad. Well, like, I feel like he's, if he's repping the UN, he's probably pretty well-versed in his field, right? I would assume so, yeah. I'd put my money on it. So, investigators go to him, and he says, based on evidence, he would conclude that uh, Katarzyna had been tortured before her death. He would also find that whoever had done this was likely trained in martial arts. Which branch? He did say a branch of martial arts, but it was never disclosed. Mm-hmm. So he would say, you know, like they're, you know, trained in martial arts, doesn't disclose what it is to, at least I should say the investigators don't disclose what it is or which uh, variation, but okay. they give that information to the, per- uh, not the perp, to the police. Okay. And they just kept it close to the chest. Yeah. And they've done That's that right. more than just that time. Yeah. But this, I guess this does help narrow down a list of potential suspects. Okay, because maybe he would have, that makes sense. He would have like a gym or a dojo or something that he would uh, practice at. Yeah. Uh, Narrowed down specifically to one person of interest. Oh. Robert Jenzowski? Zuski? I don't know. I'm sorry. Jenzowski. He had been a person of interest since 1999. But there was never any evidence to connect him to the murder. And police did initially focus on him. I shouldn't say initially. They did focus on him for a while. But it's not clear if that was in 1999 or later on. So there's been a focus on him previously. But 1999 is like early, early on, right? Yes. Okay, yeah. So after the profile and all the experts and 19 years of investigation... Of looking for who murdered this 23-year-old Katarzyna, things kind of start to add up with this guy. He fits the psychological profile. He is trained in martial arts. He knew Katarzyna. He had previously worked in a dissecting lab. He actually, at this position, he dealt with human corpses and dissecting Uh, them. Okay, yeah, he's looking real good. He also worked at the Krakow Institute of Zoology, which may seem like this wouldn't connect him to any type of murder, 
But while in this position, he would observe the process of preparing animal skins. (gasps) He was actually fired from this job the day after he killed all of the Institute's rabbits during his shift. Why? And he had no explanation for his actions. I feel like that's something somebody should report to someone. Like, file a police report, okay? Something. Well, this is also not his first time he had harmed animals, according to sources. Perfect. As a child, reports state that he was caught abusing cats and dogs when he was pretty young. I will say, even though I don't think it gives an excuse, they did say that his father was abusive in those sources as well. That was not every single source. That was one-off sources. Okay. So, on October 4th, 2017, the then 52-year-old Jankzewski, he would be arrested. Now, everything I listed is all, it's not solid evidence, right? It's all pretty circumstantial. Yes, circumstantial. So, this is not just police believing it could be him. But police actually arrest him because there was a letter sent to the police. And the contents of this letter remain a mystery, as investigators have also kept this a closely guarded secret. But what we do know is it gave them enough to detain him after they received it. Oh. And this supposedly came from uh, Jenk Zuski's friend. Huh. Now, okay. investigators, I'm almost done. I've only got a few more bullets left. Now, investigators would search his apartment and they would find blood in his bathroom. I had sources that said it was on the mirror. Others that said it was on the bath and frame. I don't know what frame they're referring to unless they're saying that's the mirror. And that was just a translation thing. Or like a door frame or something. Yep. And those are secured for further testing. And according to sources, that DNA would match Katarzyna. Okay. 19 years later, they never had anything to get a warrant to get into his place. Well, I'm just saying, like, in 19 years, he hasn't cleaned that? Oh, I know. I thought about that, and I was like, you're disgusting. Oh, gross. Like, and even, you, oh, gross. Yeah. I'm glad he didn't, but you're a foul, foul man. And I wonder if it was, like, in the crack or, like, the crevice of something where, like, investigators are, like, pull that apart, and he didn't necessarily know. Yeah, I like to think of him as just a disgusting pig. Oh, no, I completely agree. One, I shouldn't say one, a couple reports also state that the murder of Katarzyna was described in journals that he kept as well. Gross. So, uh, Jankzewski would be charged with aggravated murder with particular cruelty. Now, he, he would maintain he didn't know Katarzyna. He's like, I don't know who this is. I don't know her. It wasn't me. Which is interesting considering not only that report state they found her blood in his apartment, but also interesting considering he is said to have visited her grave on multiple occasions. Ew, for what? What? I don't know. I'm not a murderer. Don't ask me for what. He's such a horrible liar. Well, a lot of the sources claim that he visited her grave often. Ugh. So, I'm assuming that's probably how he became a person of interest. 
was that he was visiting her grave often. He just kept showing up to this woman he allegedly doesn't know. Right. And he also had a history of harassing women at this point as well. So he's arrested. Now, courts agree to extend his detention until September 6, 2018. So this is before trial. And they are saying, we'll keep him in jail during this time. And this will give police time to gather additional evidence. Okay, okay great. In December of 2018, Jan Jankowski would complain of harassment from prison guards. But investigation would find his claims were groundless. Like, you have nothing <laughs> to complain about. Shut up. Yeah. Now, some reports claim that they that charges of lying to police by falsely accusing the prison guards were added to his list of charges. I wasn't able to confirm this. I just mm -hmm. hope it's true. Yeah, for real. Yeah. Agreed. As of September 2019, he was still in prison and investigators had requested a closed trial. And that trial was to start or scheduled to start in 2019. Now, because it's a closed trial... There are no public details on this trial, where it's at, the process, if he's been sent. There's just nothing I could find about what's happened since then. Okay, what? I'm glad you said that, because I was going to ask if that's what a closed trial was, just from context clues. But thank yep. you for, for clarifying. Yeah, so what we do know is, as of today, he remains incarcerated. If the trial is complete, that is unclear to me what his sentence was, if it was completed. Couldn't find. I even did translations on multiple websites. Nothing. So it's not clear if he, they have finished trial or are still going through trial. But he is he remains in prison to this day. Uh, but that is the case of Katarzyna Zawada. I hate it. Uh -huh. We know we know nothing. We we don't know if he did it. We don't even know if he. If he's charged, if the trial's even done, we don't know why he did it. If he did do it, I hate this. Oh, I hate him because even let's say he did not, he's still fucked up. Yeah, killing so animals. Yeah, and it makes harassing sense. women. Like I, I can see based off of what they found, I can see him being the one to do this. Yeah, and honestly, he's. And I got really frustrated because the pictures of him are all blurry of his face. I cannot find one freaking picture of his face not blurred out. The one, did find one. Yeah, but when you look at it, it does look like that might have been like remastered. Okay. To yeah. kind of put his face back together. But either he's got the black bar over his eyes or his whole face is blurred out. Yeah, I don't like that. I want to see these assholes. Right. And to my understanding, the reason they chose to do a closed trial was due to the brutality of the case and the evidence that they found. And so this I one I guess was... that makes sense. They don't want mm -hmm. to have to... It's probably better for her family, too. Yes. And I just... It was a warning for everyone. If you do look up this case, there are actual pictures of her skin. <laughs> I opted not to put those in. Um, I've opted to do the rendition of what the skin suit looked like, which, by the way, Amanda, make sure you put little bars across the nips. Um, gotcha. Yeah. Um, but I, I didn't put those in because they 
first of all, they were unsettling to look at. And secondly, we can't put them on Instagram, Facebook, or X anyways. So, sorry. And <sighs> that, that's what I have. <clears throat> so, any other? Um, I don't know what to say. It could have been worse, is all I'm going to say. Um, not that this isn't a horrific murder. And wow. Um, and I'm so sorry that I had to bring that website back. But I was struggling to find a case, okay? Okay. So, here you go. I'm sorry. And if anyone can find a picture of this jerk face without it blurred. Oh, not him. I was trying to find him and I found the picture. I told, I just um, gave a freaking trigger warning about that. I know. But I, I'm just letting you know, like, even when you look for him. Oh, it it'll come up. up. Because that's what he's associated with. <sighs> and what she's referring to is the, the skin suit. Yeah. Of the not diagram. It is not a diagram at all. Uh-huh. Yep. It is <sighs> um, unsettling. There are several pictures, one of the on the boat and one uh-huh. spread out for better imagery, I guess. Uh yeah, I, I would guess it was um like an evidence photo. Uh-huh. That's what it looks like to me. Um I guys, you heard this. I gave a trigger word. And what does Amanda do? She Googles. Yeah. So um well, I'm really glad I chose the story that I did today. Look, it was also a pretty short true crime, comparatively. It was as jarring as it was short. I'm sorry. I'll say that. I'm sorry. I mean, I'm no, sorry, I mean, but someone's got to cover them. Yes, that's what I was going to say. Like, stories like this. Holy shit. Oh, gosh. <sighs> I need a drink. Is that an alcoholic drink? No. uh, You wish it was, Yeah. Since I'm on pain pills, I I won't take one. Uh, I mean, I won't drink one, but I would love to. I guess I should have given you fair warning before, but I didn't want to ruin the fact that I went back to the website and I knew you would hate it. Honestly, that was all of... The heads up I needed. When you said that, I was like, shit. Okay. Again, it was a three-month break, guys. Well, I mean, for you guys, it was a three-month break. For Amanda, I don't know how long of a break it was. Not long enough. Let's see. 107 is what I said. I think. I think so. Um, That was a three-month break for you. That was like three-and-a-half-month break for you. We recorded it on October 1st. I don't like it. I'm not saying you have to like it. I'm just telling you you have to hear it. Okay, look. Let's move on to my story and put this behind us. Okay, sounds like a good plan. Um, so I had an idea and then I scrapped it and went with this. So this is the second time you've done that with a paranormal. It is. In a row. Was was it in a row? Yeah, because you did that with the Groundhog's Day. Oh, oh, I did. Okay. I guess like, maybe you didn't scrap it. You just chose. Yeah, the other one I, I put behind me and, and did this. Uh, but this one was fun, and I think it'll be fun, and thank God that I did it. So I have some haunted bridges. 
Oh, I have three. Um, we're going to start with the Zealandia Bridge. It is at 201 Bowcatcher Road in Asheville, North Carolina. It was built in 1909, and this bridge granted access to Zealandia Mansion. Zealandia Mansion, it was named in honor of New Zealand by the original owner. He was part of Parliament. Did you say in honor and I just heard in otter? Maybe because my allergies, I can feel them starting to mess up and my eyes itching so my nose is like a little stopped up. You guys let me know if you heard in otter or in honor because I heard otter. It's very like, I could have. I know I said honor, but um. I also know my throat is scratchy. And I had a tube down my throat yesterday, so be nice. I'm just making sure I heard correctly. Okay. Uh, Yes, it was named an otter of New Zealand by the original owner because he was part of Parliament there. The Zealandia Bridge is an arched bridge, and it's made out of quarried stone. Now, this bridge is known by locals Not as Zealandia Bridge. It is known as Helen's Bridge. And I have a few different stories on who Helen was. The first story is that, well, honestly, in every story, uh, Helen is a doting mother. Her and her daughter live across from the bridge, uh, across the bridge from Zealandia Mansion. And her daughter would cross the bridge and play in the mansion with the children. She'd be gone all day. Well, one day she didn't go home. So when Helen went to fetch her daughter, she learned that there was a fire in the mansion that day. And her daughter, unfortunately, did not escape. She perished in the fire. And she ran home so devastated that as she passed by the bridge, she saw a rope hanging from it. And she used this rope to hang herself. And she was found the next morning by a construction crew that was working in that area. I'm less than like that. Another story. It's unclear where Helen lives, but she had recently given birth to her daughter. And she was downstairs cooking when the house caught fire. She ran upstairs to grab her daughter. But as she was leaving the house, she passed out. Now, firefighters, they were able to retrieve both Helen and her daughter from the house, but they were only able to resuscitate Helen. And after she was told that her daughter hadn't survived, Helen wandered around in the woods until she came to the bridge, and then she hung herself from it. The last story claims that, okay, this story is just a little wild. Stay with me, okay? The last story claims that Helen was a woman who attended a ball that was held at Zealandia Mansion. And she was standing too close to the fireplace when her dress caught fire. And in her panic, Helen fell out of a window, rolled down the hill towards and potentially off of the brink. She really went, if you're on fire, stop, drop, and roll. Yeah, she stopped, dropped, and rolled, only she she forgot to stop. She just kept rolling. Well, no one said anything about when you stop rolling. It's just stop, drop, Really, that's that's our fault. It should be stop, drop, roll, stop. 
at some point. Stop, stop rolling. Hold on. And stop, drop, roll, extinguish, stop. Yes. Stop, drop, roll, extinguish, stop. Whatever the story might actually be, uh, Helen is doomed to haunt the bridge forever searching for her daughter. So when you go out to this bridge, it is said that Helen will appear when you hear her name. She's seen wearing a long gown and asking where her daughter is. And some reports say that anybody who actually sees her is never seen again. Oh. I don't know how that can be, like, corroborated, but... Yeah, because how do you know if you've seen her if they're never seen again? Exactly. Like, maybe someone's with someone and they're like, oh, what is that? And the other person's like, I don't want to see. That they never see the person again? I don't know. I just feel like, do they vanish into, like, thin air? Yeah. That's like, me maybe. and you are at this bridge. You look and I say, I'm not looking. But I look over at you and you're just gone. That's the only thing that makes sense to me. I feel like that you'd be pranking me. You'd be like, I'm done with the podcast. This is how I'm going to disappear into <laughs> thin air. And I would just be like, well, I guess she looked. She saw. She saw, saw the ghost. Yeah. So Only would it be a beat. I would then hop out of the bushes. You would sneeze or something. And I'd be like, found you. That would damn hay fever. Every time. Yeah. The ragweed. Yeah. Yeah. And this doesn't look like it's um, allergy friendly. I mean, it's North Carolina. So I imagine probably not. Yeah. I'm just saying, you know, like. Amanda's going to be the one to do that. She's going to be like, I'm going to hide in the bushes, sneeze, and I'll be like, so you didn't see anything. And I'll be like, no, I didn't. But yeah, I've also got my holy water and sage on me. Just in case. Yeah. But nobody has allergy medicine. No, not a single person has allergy medicine in here. No, we left that in the hotel. People also claim that after calling her name, their car won't start when they try to leave. And they say that either the battery dies either that night or shortly after. Some say up to a week later. One man claimed that his car never ran again after visiting this bridge. I wonder if he just bought a lemon, but I, I don't know. Maybe Helen is like, I really hate your Volkswagen Beetle. Get it the hell out of here. Get your shit together. Yes. Leave me alone. And forget your car. All right, cool. People find permanent white handprints on their car. They witness shadows darting out of the corner of their eyes while you're there. They see monster-like figures crouching in bushes, which that's, my bad, that's me, okay? It's a sneeze, it's not a growl. And people also report being slapped, punched, and scratched here. Oh, okay. Yeah, I vote we leave Helen alone. Yeah, don't bug her. She sounds violent. She's got an agenda and you're not helping. Okay, so this next one you may have actually heard of. Have you ever heard of Buddy Man Bridge? To be honest, it sounds like something I should have heard of, but I, it's, I'm not pinpointing it. I, I think you have. That's my guess on this matter. Buddy Man Bridge is at 6498 Colster, Colchester Road in Fairfax Station, Virginia. Um, it's not a bridge. It is a tunnel with a railroad on top. But I could just be splitting hairs here. I don't know. But 
Buddy Bed Bridge also sounds better than Buddy Bed Tunnel. So, I don't know. I think you're just, you're being a little too picky for your own good. I'm just splitting, splitting the hairs. Get it? Buddies? Hairs? I got you. Okay. I'm just ignoring you. <laughs> anyway, the bridge is a popular hangout for teenagers. Legend says that a group of convicts were being transferred from an insane asylum nearby when the bus transporting them crashed. And most of them either died in the ca- crash or were apprehended shortly mm-hmm. after. But two men weren't. One of them was eventually failed, hanging from the Colchester overpass with a bunch of half-eaten rabbits hung in the surrounding trees. And a sign was attached to the body that said, The Bunny Man. Another, another story claims that this last remaining convict was said to be avenging his family. His wife and child had been murdered near the bridge. He was eventually found by authorities. This convict, he was living in the woods near the bridge, surviving on rabbits. He would eat them, mutilate their bodies, and hang them in the trees. And he would wear their pelts. And when he was finally found by police, before he was apprehended, he was hit by a passing train. Oh. Uh-huh. Sounds like um, what happened to my ex-imaginary boyfriend. Uh, what? Oh. I've never told you that story, apparently. I feel like I would have remembered that. I, my can you tell us now? imaginary boyfriend? Yeah, yeah. I guess when I was really little, I had an imaginary boyfriend. I don't remember his name. I'm sure if I called my parents, they would tell me his name. Um, but essentially, I had a boyfriend, imaginary boyfriend. And one okay. day, my parents asked me about him. And I'm like, oh, he got hit by a train. He's dead. And they said I was, said it so just nonchalantly. And I was really little, I guess. I was like three or four or something. I got hit by a train. Can you just not teach kids to talk? Is that an option? Because I kind of want to do that. I mean, I guess you could. Because, like, I, I understand with, you know, when kids are super young, most of the time, stuff like that comes from, they'll see it on TV or they'll hear someone talking about it. But, like, it always comes up at the most random times. My parents asked. They prompted, where is he? And I was like, well. Okay. Uh, they may have asked, but I guarantee you they were not expecting you to say, oh, my boyfriend just got hit by a train. No big I, deal. He's dead. I didn't say just. I don't know when it happened. At this point, for all I know, I'd already gone through the grieving process. And I was accepting <laughs> what was happening to my imaginary boyfriend. Okay. Well, four-year-old you is way better at grief than 33-year-old me, just telling you now. I'm, I don't know if that's what, really what happened. That's just what I'm assuming. She agreed with you. In case you're wondering, my husband walked up behind me and did the little crazy by his head with his finger. And that is, I think, only like one of two times that Cody and I have ever agreed on anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, where the hell was I at? Oh. The bunny man got hit by a train. Yes. Uh, <laughs> he got hit by a passing train. What year was that again? Nobody knows. Oh, okay. But it does lead 
credibility question mark uh because people some people say that it's an actual man that haunts this bridge that buddy man is a man a person other people say that buddy man is a ghost so it could go either way i guess i'm more confused like even if he's a ghost could he not be a man like haunting the place or are they saying like it's like a someone that is physically alive still doing stuff there yes both okay yeah, some people believe what some people believe that he is alive, some people believe that he was and is now a ghost and continues to haunt. What really sucks is if that's just a man that lives in that area messing with people. I'm glad you said that. So beyond the bridge is a dead end road. And some people claim that this area is used for parking and or canoodling. Uh, which if you are young and listening that's when you hold hands that is a game yeah that i have it's called canoodle oh well when you do it in a car it's when you hold hands or it's the game that i have that's called canoodle where it's like a puzzle game oh that's difficult to do in a car that's like extra level camille if you're listening canoodle is a game yeah that is a puzzle game that's it you do puzzles in the car while holding hands. I will send pictures of what a canoodle is if I need to. Okay, I'm just cool. telling you, it's it's nothing. No hanky-panky. Ew, no. So, okay. Uh, the story goes that the bunny man is the ghost of an escapee from an asylum. And while he's dressed in a rabbit suit, he will throw either axes, hatchets, or chainsaws at young couples who are parked by the bridge at night. It's because he's trying to help save them from teen pregnancy. Okay, but I... If he's a ghost... You gotta be pretty strong to throw a chainsaw. Well, I mean, I'm just saying. That also feels... Excessive. Yeah. Like, why are you throwing it? You can't hold the button and throw it at the same time. I guess if you tape it down, but then that's dangerous on you. Look, I'm just saying his methods might be extreme, but they would work. They would work. Okay. Uh, The final story starts the same. The buddy man is an escaped patient of an asylum. He has been committed for killing his parents on Easter Sunday. After escaping, he survived by killing rabbits. He would eat them, dismember them, use the pelts to make a bunny suit. And he lives in the area around the bridge and values his privacy. So anybody that kind of hangs around, he chases and or kills with an axe. Oh, okay. No big deal. Just still killing people. Hippity. There are no reports... Of an asylum being in the area, like ever, that we could find. Uh, But (laughs) in the 1970s, multiple people reported being approached in the area by a man in either a rabbit costume or a Ku Klux Klan robe who was said to harass and threaten people for trespassing on his property. Again, excessive. I don't think I would want to uh, want to meet either one of those people. Um, nobody was ever charged, but people do contribute this to the origin of the story. Now, Brian Codley, 
He is a historian archivist for Fairfax Public Library. And he scoured records, uh, specifically police records, in an effort to discover the true history of the Bunny Man. He traces this story back to February of 1949. Multiple headlines told of the gruesome slaying of a mother and her eight-month daughter. They had disappeared after a car ride with the woman's husband, and they were both eventually found in a shallow grave. The woman had been beaten and shot, and their daughter was buried alive. Oh. The husband and slash father was arrested, convicted, and sent to a middle institution. Now, Brian also found another headline that read, Man in Bunny Suit Sought in Fairfax. This article was from October 22nd of 1970, and an Air Force cadet was parked with his fiance on Giddy Road in Fairfax. And he told the newspaper that a, a man in a white suit with bunny ears threw a hatchet at their car and then skipped off into the night. Okay. Yeah. This that felt like clowns before clowns. This is the this is where clowns originated, right? The creepy clowns at night that chase people. I it started guess with so. the bunny suits. Yeah, but here's okay. I don't know which one's worse, honestly. And here's where my mind keeps going, though, is I just keep imagining the sparkly bunny ears, uh huh, and like the little fuzzy tail. Like I'm imagining Mean Girls. Oh. Oh, that's a way different bunny. Or um, Legally Blonde. That is the bunny costume I'm imagining. And it makes it way funnier. It does make it way funnier. Um, imagining somebody in that costume throwing a hatchet at our car. Uh-huh. Not less scary, but funnier. Well, I do have <laughs> one more story of this bunny man. And again, this is supposedly true. Uh, this was on October 30th, 1970. Neighbors, again on Giddy Road, reported seeing a man, this time in a gray, black, and white bunny suit with a hatchet. I wonder if it's the same man, and now he's just dirty. But anyway, they reported him hacking away at a house that was under construction. And the man ran off when he was confronted by a security guard for trespassing. But not before threatening to attack him and hack him in the head. Okay, so that seems like an escalation. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Um, police investigated both of these incidents, but nothing ever came of it. Police need to figure this out, because if there is a bunny man dressed in a pink bunny suit with those sparkly bunny ears and a little fuzzy bunny tail and high heels running around hacking at people, I'm sorry. That hatchet better be bedazzled. It better be. I agree. Or you're doing it wrong. You went through all this trouble with the pink and the glitter only to not bedazzle your hatchet? Unimpressive. And just... I'm just imagining some, oh, it's not a pleasant picture, but like a large man uh -huh. in like that corset type, whatever, with like the little stocking leggings or like the perfect. Yeah. And then the, yeah. And then just like the bunny ears where one's folded down. Yes. You know, he has and, a spider web tattoo on his elbow and teardrops on his eyes. 
oddly enough, he's got Barbie on the other arm. Perfect. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Is it Barbie or is it Kenuff? It's both. Okay. It's actually, no, you know, it's not Kenuff. It's Alan. Is Alan? Alan. Alan. Alan was the best. Yeah, so. Uh, today, it said that if anybody crosses through the tunnel at midnight on Halloween, a hatchet-wielding... Bunny man. I said a hatchet-wielding kill will appear. Killer, probably. Will appear on the other side. He will kill you and then hang your body from the bridge. Question? Yeah. How many bodies have they found hanging from the bridge? Um, that information was not given. Is that because they haven't found any? It's because this is supposedly all lore. It doesn't matter. My point is, is that in order to have credibility behind the hanging from the bridge, they had to have had people hanging from the bridge. So you want proof that they found people hanging from the bridge, not stories. I want to know where this story of them hanging from the bridge comes from. People's mouths. Hey, but why? Why is he killing you and hanging you from the bridge, but no one's catching this man? But it's only on Halloween at midnight. That's another question. Is that Halloween turning into the next day or the day turning into Halloween? You're asking me a lot of questions that I didn't look for the answers to. I I need to know these. Why? Do you want to do it? No, so that I can avoid this area. I mean, I'll avoid it anyway. This area, yeah, without like, like, okay, because also, this is a one way road through this tunnel. And the way it works is like one side yields to the other side. Okay, the last time I was at a yield, I was yielding and the person behind me was yeeting. Okay. I'm still sore, and she's, my bumper's cracked. So She's referencing the car accident on Monday, in case you guys didn't catch on. I am, yes. Which, by the way, I got all the nitty-gritty while it was happening. <laughs> yes. I actually was like, what did you say? You said something about you can't catch a break or something? I think so. And what oh, was You f- said that. I said something. No. I was like... You said something about not being able... Nope, insurance won't cover it. Pre-op, pre-op, maybe, voice. Oh, there's the pictures. Oh, I said, what is even my fucking life right now? Oh, okay, yeah. So and you Bryce said, said if you're covered in puke again, I don't want to see it. <laughs> and I would like to say that's because she sent me a video of her covered in puke. Yes, my son ate four ounces. My son screamed for four ounces of formula and then immediately puked it everywhere. Yeah. And all I got in response to that was no. <laughs> I wasn't sure if that was no, you're going to see it or no, that's not what happened. I was slightly panicked for a second. And so I had to clarify that if she sent a picture, I hadn't gotten it, which I don't know if at that point you had. No, I had not. So I was left guessing and all she goes is no. <laughs> well, are you covered in puke or not? Should I be concerned? What is happening? And I did text her, I just got rear-ended. And that's when you said, Lord, you aren't going to catch a break this quarter, are you? No. Yeah. If it makes you feel better, I'm not, because one of these dogs just farted. (laughs) Anyways. Yeah, so that's, uh, yeah, that was fun. 
So, yeah, not a fan of yields at the moment. That's when you just start honking and hope they yield to you. But she was behind me. I don't even know that she would have stopped. I don't even think she saw me. Actually, she, she didn't because she, to she told me right away that she was looking. We were both trying to turn right. And she was looking left and I was also looking left. And she did not hit the brakes, apparently. Why was she looking left if there was someone in front of her? That's my point. I don't think she saw me. I don't think she was looking. Either that or she assumed that I, I went when I didn't. Because where you're turning, you can either get in the far lane and turn right, mm -hmm. or you have to yield to like the middle lane, which is what I was trying to do to go straight. Because there's a stoplight not far. So if there is like a car coming in any one of those lanes, you can't go. So I'm guessing she just assumed that I was just going to yield and turn, and I did not have to do that. She just went, move, bitch, get out the way. And yeah, then she moved me out the way. <laughs> Maybe not the most graceful <laughs> way, but she did. Yes. I also feel like that probably isn't what actually happened. I feel like she was probably distracted by something else. I know she had a small child in the car with her, so yeah, I that would be my she guess. She was on her phone. Yeah, I, that's just me assuming the worst of people. I just don't understand how someone wouldn't see you if you're directly in front of them, and then they would continue to look left like you weren't even there. Yes, at a yield. Also, like granted, it's not a stop sign, but you still have to. You know, there are very frequently times where you have to stop at a yield, especially yeah, so. when you're getting <laughs> off the interstate. But whatever. I'm sorry. Maybe this is just me being mean. I don't know. Anyways, That's back fine. to the stories. Okay, so the last bridge we have is the old Applewhite Bridge. This bridge is at 2440 West Jet Road in San Antonio, Texas. Fun fact, I've been to San Antonio twice. I've never been to this bridge. I kind of feel like it would only be a fun fact if you had been to this bridge. I wish I'd been to this bridge. This bridge sounds fun. Not going, but still. Oh, this it's is on... the party bridge? <sighs> uh, sure. Oh, well, you said it sounds fun. Oh, well, you'll let me know. This bridge is on the outskirts of the city. It's about 30 minutes south. And <laughs> locals call this bridge Donkey Lady Bridge. I'm pretty sure you have that labeled wrong because this is labeled as old, old Apple White Bridge. I wanted to save that one for you. Oh, okay. Yeah. So the actual name, if you want to Google it and go, search for the old Apple White Bridge. But if you ask somebody, they're going to be like, yeah, Donkey Lady Bridge is that way. Some say this story goes back to the 1950s. Others claim it goes farther back to the 1800s. And the stories tell of a woman who lived with her husband, a farmer, and their children. And one day this farmer snapped and he started a fire in the house that only his wife would survive. It took all of their children uh, and it left his wife not only grieving their children, but hor horribly disfigured. Her face was charred and resembled a snout and her hands and feet were burnt so badly that her fingers and toes were melted to stumps and looked like hooves. That had to have been one hell of a hot fire. Yeah. Other legend claims that it wasn't the farmer who started the fire, 
This version says that the family allowed a stranger who was traveling to stay with them for the night. And the traveler began beating the family's donkey, so they chased him away. He returned that night and killed the farmer and children before setting the house on fire. The mother escaped, but her body had been disfigured by the flames. And while she was screaming in agony and despair, she chased the man away, but she was never seen again. It's thought that she had fallen into the river, but her body to this day has never been found. So how do we know she was disfigured then? I mean, I assume because of the fire, but if she was never seen again and her body was never found, how do we know she was disfigured? Uh, The traveler, I'm guessing. The traveler lived and he was like, this crazy doggy lady chased me away after I killed her family. Maybe if he hadn't killed her family, it wouldn't have been... It's fine. I'm going to say he's being a dickhead. Yes. He's being a donkey head. Yes. And I don't like it. He's being, you know what, I'm going to just say it. He's being a jackass, okay? He's being a jackass. A real jackass. The true definition of jackass. People that are brave enough to visit this bridge claim to see a person. No, luckily. Uh, But they do see a person with a donkey's head screaming at you. Excuse me, I'm not screaming at you. Why are you screaming at me? Maisie, you do that bullshit all the time. Because you're looking at them. That's not my fault. Don't come in my eyesight. Sometimes this is a ghost. Again, sometimes it's a physical person. They have hoof dents on their car. Scratches, claw marks. There's cracks in the windshield. Blood streaks along your car if you honk your horn or yell her name the donkey lady will come looking for you how far does she look that was not bridge or does she follow you home uh for what i read just the bridge oh okay uh (laughs) you can hear the braying of a donkey at night on the bridge well i mean they got a donkey head it's better than them screaming at me You can also hear the galloping of hooves. No. And you have the feelings of being watched. I mean, I'm used to that with this dog, but still, no. If I have a donkey-headed something screaming at me, or hooves coming at me, I'm out. I'm done. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I'm not a fan of donkeys. I got bit by one once, and it left a scar. It's a whole big thing. Uh, But... Are I don't donkeys, like this. Are donkeys your bird? No, I'm not scared of them. Oh. I just don't like that particular one that bit me. Oh, so if you to... met like a different donkey, you might be fine with them. Yeah, I might be fine with them. Okay, okay. Like donkeys and petting zoos? I'll pet it. I'll give it some, I don't know, pellets? Whatever that food is. I can't help there. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever that weird square food is that you get. Yeah, I'll give it to that donkey. But, but that's what I got. Those are my um, haunted haunted bridges this week. Um, I think I made a mistake. Um, I googled the donkey lady bridge. Oh, no. And it brought up a lady in a donkey costume. Yeah, it's not fun, is it? Um, I'm really uncomfortable. 
So I didn't include much about that, um, but that's basically she's a performer and she's kind of taken on this persona on her new talk show. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's very, if y'all are to Google it, um, it's really uncomfortable. But the yeah, artist's don't... name is, uh, I think it's Maricela Barrera. I'm sorry, it's so uncomfortable. Okay, I really enjoy the bridge talk. I'm still really confused about a couple items, but it's mostly, <laughs> where did they get the hanging from? Have they ever found anyone hanging? Why did the lore go to the hanging? And this is specifically on the Buddy Man bridge. Mm-hmm. And then, why donkeys? Why? I, I why the donkey and why are you screaming at me i haven't done anything to you i don't know all it said is if you drive to the bridge and look out the window you'll see a donkey head screaming at you from outside the window and i was so uncomfortable by that thought <laughs> i think that's the issue is i'm just not comfortable with the thought that a donkey head is screaming at me as i'm driving by i already got this jackass screaming at me as i'm driving <laughs> And by this jackass, I pointed to Cody, guys. Yeah, I can't help you with that. That's your own doing. He doesn't do it anymore. <laughs> Knock on wood somewhere. <laughs> My point being is that I don't need two jackasses screaming at me, okay? One's enough. One's too much, okay? <laughs> All right. Well, thank you all for listening to Hell on Heels podcast. To see pictures from this episode, you can follow us on Instagram at Hell on Heels podcast, X Hell on Heels pod, Facebook Hell on Heels podcast. You can find us on Linktree by typing in Hell on Heels podcast. If you want to support us, please like, review, rate, share, and subscribe on your preferred listening platforms. If you want to take your support one step further so we can create additional content for you, you can donate through Patreon where we're working to release specials for our patrons. If you have your own true crime or paranormal story suggestions or words of encouragement, please email us at helenhillspodcast at gmail.com. Thank you all so much for listening. Be sure to tell your friends to listen with you as well. Bye. Bye.